Blog Talk Radio. in between. Live from Los Angeles, California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hi everybody, I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow the Paranormal and the Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world, and we're happy to say we are translating to many different languages wherever our listeners are. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744. During this show, I can take questions in order in chat, or you may call in with your question and speak with our guest. Uh, we ask that no buzz killers in chat are on the phone, and I will just block you in, uh, give you a nice little boot out. So just play nice. Um, I want to thank you for keeping all our friends that are having a lot of stressful times right now in your thoughts and prayers, and please keep our friend and colleague, Evan Becker, the author, in your thoughts and prayers. He's recovering from, recovering from a very serious blood clot problem, and keep him in your prayers. And I have a couple of announcements to make. Sierra National's next event is Saturday, September 20th, 2014. Uh, the doors open at 6.30, and the event is from 7 to 10.30 p.m., featuring, featuring Grant Cameron. That's going to be at the Veterans Memorial Complex in the Garden Room, and it's at 4117 Overland Avenue, Cover City, California, 90230. It's a very comfortable spot, so we welcome you to come. It's only 15 bucks at the door. And Mr. Cameron's topic is going to be the chosen, as in why people get abducted and chosen for this kind of thing, and UFOs and aliens, and what I have learned from them. And we're also going to be meeting a grant as it comes in from... Uh, Canada on the 19th, so that's going to be on Friday, but it's going to be kind of late, 9.30 at Jerry's Deli in Marina Del Rey. So if you want to come, we really welcome you. And uh, the September Zero Group is uh, the third Sunday of the month. It's going to be in Huntington Beach this month. And also, I want you to start saving your books for Christmas, December 13th, the Zero International Annual Holiday Party aboard the Haunted Queen Mary in Long Beach. It starts at 70, 7 p.m. this this time, and uh, you can contact Yvonne Smith with your reservations. Dinner is a little steep, 60 bucks each, and bring a gift ex- for a gift exchange that's at least 20, 30 bucks worth of gifts. And if you bring a gift, you get a gift, and it's the party of the year. We all dress up, and we have an awesome time. So I hope you, you get ready to go and get over there. And tonight is a very special because it's our 200th episode, and we are welcoming and having a special webcast featuring the life and the work of filmmaker Giovanni Stico. I hope you'll correct me and tell me. Giovanni was born in Hollywood on July 17, 1971, the son of a rockabilly singer, Johnny Stark, and a gospel singer mom. Giovanni grew up mostly in California, but also lived in Asia, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Japan, Hong Kong, and Hawaii. And his interest in UFOs began as a child after seeing four UFOs and having strange dreams about aliens and UFOs prompting him to write a short film, The Encounter, which you can see on YouTube. And he's also been writing scripts now for several years, and he's touching upon a lot of interesting subjects. And I'm going to get him on so we can just start talking to him. Welcome to the show. You're live with the Paranormal Sacred. Hello. Hey. Hello. You're live. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome aboard the show. And I, and I know that, uh, I don't know if you were listening or not, but it is our 200th show, and I'm really glad to have you aboard. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be an awesome night, and uh, we want to welcome you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And why don't you uh, tell us something about yourself um, now I've realized, which I didn't realize before, that you did have some kind of uh, 
influence from uh, seeing or experiencing UFOs or, you know, things when you were a child? Yeah, um, I, I think that, um, no, I don't think, but um, I, I uh, this all, this whole UFO and experiences and dreams and all those sorts of things started to emerge when I moved to Las Vegas from Hawaii. And uh, that's when I started seeing a lot of um, UFOs and started getting wrapped into this type of uh, subject. And then, of course, a friend of mine really passed a lot of knowledge on to me. And his name is Dennis. And uh, he taught me a lot of stuff about, you know, extraterrestrial and UFOs and the, the culture and all these things and Billy Meyer and everything. So, and it just piqued my interest even more. And so I just kind of, then I started having dreams and I don't know, uh, it just kind of evolved from that. Well, what did you see? Um, Do you want to well, describe it to us? Well, the, 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 the very, well, uh, when I, when I first moved to Las Vegas, I was working at the airport for Continental Airlines, and uh, I used to have to take a tram to the main terminal, and there were numerous times where I saw unidentified flying objects zipping around in the skies from a very, very far distance, and that was the beginning of it. And then, of course, later on, uh, it was in the middle of the night, and I was driving on Flamingo, excuse me, Pecos and Flamingo, and at the light, wait, it was at night, I saw this huge, uh, these huge lights, uh, orange lights with white lights below, and then as I made a left turn, I kept going, and it was just, it was so big, it traveled, looked like it was following me, I don't know, it was just an immensely big UFO, but it went on for about three or four miles, and I rushed down and I, uh, to my dad's house, and I brought out his girlfriend and him, and, and, and they didn't know what to think, and it just kind of emerged, I mean, it just kept on going on and on and on, and I, I saw... A, a ball-like UFO object in El Dorado Canyon, and it just, just, it just, and then started having the dreams, and and then after a while, I said to myself, I gotta, I gotta do something to make this public in a in a video, and that's when I started making these UFO kind of projects. Cool. What was your first video? What was, what was that? What was that? Well, the, the first one that I did was called The Visitors, and I did that um, about, I don't know, about about five years ago with a talented uh, cinematographer by the name of uh, Dale Camp, and I had it edited originally by a friend of mine from Israel, Zach Hillen, and that was to touch the basis of Palladians and, um, um, you know, try to put a realistic scenario in there with the Palladians as a backdrop, and uh, that was a lot of uh, fun, and it was a it was a kind of a spiritual thing for me, and I really enjoyed filming out in the desert because the desert is so isolated and so peaceful and quiet, and you're such in tune with that, you know. And I really, really enjoyed making that project. Uh, and now it was originally called The Encounter, and now it's called The Visitors. I thought yeah, that would be more. Yeah. What desert? Was, yeah. What desert was that in? Uh, that was actually in. Um, that's in Clark County. It's uh, it's near Lake Mead. And uh, we yeah. shot uh, we shot mostly in that area, just uh, up there off of um, Charleston Boulevard, up there in the mo- up there in the mountains. And we we shot out there for a couple of days and everything. But it would, took a long time to get everything together. And uh, you know we we all did the best we could for the budget we had. And you know some may critique it, whatever. But I think what really matters is is the subject matter. It's not so much about special effects because if you don't have a good story. Special effects doesn't, it's not going to save you. And I tried to emphasize right. on the touching story behind it. Yes. And um, you talked to, you hit on something that, uh, that it's also affected your spiritual life. Um, can you talk to us about uh, your spiritual development and how you, uh, you know, came along to uh, your worldview that you have now? Well, I have to say, you know, getting older, you know, um, I started to realize the importance of what's reality and what is an illusion. And I realized that, you know, there's so much more things that I need to emphasize on, which one of them is spirituality. And, and um, you know, I'm in, I'm in my religion. is a, I'm a Buddhist. But um, I also believe in uh, what's going on up there, way up in the skies there. And... Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, it's just, um, I've just kind of, it's opened my mind to the possibilities of, of being in tune with, 
with my religion and and also what's going on in the other galaxies and, and so now I don't look on a you know I don't I don't I, I look above instead of below and I just wonder and it's it's helped me out and 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 it's opened my mind to any possibilities you know and and now it's when I was younger it was a different situation I was very much self-absorbed and wanted to go to clubs and wanted to party and go out with girls but as I, later on in life I realized that there's more important things and so uh, and that's where I've come to this time in my life now yes and uh, did things change for you as far as uh, like uh, the party time is over and then uh, it seems to me that you've turned into a, a seeker and that uh, you are trying to express uh, through film you know the things that you've seen and also that yearning for the knowledge of what's going on out there yeah I, I think what has happened now is is that um um, I, I've just realized that <clears throat> um, we're not alone and that there's so much knowledge out there to be learned. And I think I've realized the impermanence of this existence as a human and that uh, I need to go within the spiritual side of my soul and venture out and see what's out there. And, uh, and, and for some reason, though, uh, I mean, I've had a lot of influence. I've had a lot of people involved in my life that have given me that spiritual development um, through travel and through all sorts of things, and um, I just think that overall, um, that uh, from this point in my life now, though, it's, it's I'm definitely on a quest uh, to to seek what's what's reality and what is the importance of our existence, and and so you know I'm trying to be less and less materialistic and try to uh, focus my attention on on more important things, you know. Yeah, I do. And uh, have you had any uh, dreams along these lines of, uh, uh, I'm an experiencer, and um, in my dreams, I'm even asked questions and shown pictures of, let's say, the way it's supposed to be, what may happen in the end, and things like that. Do you have, you know, any kind of uh, experiences like that or dreams, or can you remember them? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have premonitions sometimes, and I do have okay. dreams that are signs of something. Um, and uh, sometimes what I'll do is, if, if I have a certain type of a dream, I'll try to look them up and see what is the significance of that dream and what it means. And I've had, I don't know, I, I have very uh, very profound dreams, uh, spiritual dreams, uh, the dreams of Palladians and and the, the Palladians trying to save the, the people that were good against the, the evil aliens, I don't know what they call the Draconians or whatever, and all the ones that were <laughs> bad were swept away in the ocean and the good ones were put into a, a beautiful oasis. And it just, I've had this consistent dream of these UFOs in the sky. Okay, and can, the, oh. can, yeah. can we go back to just what you said, just what, what you just said? Um, about what? So you, what uh, you said something about an oasis. What were you saying? I was saying that um, uh, when uh, when 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 Earth was when, when in my dream, it was like all the bad people. We were the, the location of this place was near an ocean, and all the people yeah. that didn't live their lives right and they did all the bad things and stuff. A tidal wave came in and washed the, all the bad people away, and all the good people were 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 taken away by the Palladians of some type of benevolent beings into an oasis behind this wooden gate uh, this huge gate and inside was paradise and I was let in oh. yeah and I was let in and inside was it was just absolute paradise and they were all angelic and they had blonde hair and they were very fair complected but then the evil ones were trying to break in they found a key or whatever it's just a dream but I think that uh, it was it was a very very interesting dream. And I had another dream about Samyasi of the Palladians, and she was trying to talk to me in this very forest-like, beautiful place. So I don't know what I, don't know why I have these dreams. I don't know. I think that uh, it's just startling that to hear you say it because um, just maybe three weeks ago I had a dream that I was going down this this corridor that was so boring. It was like a long, gray, gray hide corridor. I kept going and going, and this guy in khakis, I remember he had a brown belt, and he's about five foot seven. and he just like being our, he was our guide. He kept saying, just come a little further, just come a little further. And I was 
I was getting so irritated. I said, oh, it's taking so long. But I kept going and going. You know what I mean? I think I was with the right. group. And then right, uh, right. he kept calling us and waiting for us. Me, well, he was talking to me. Keep coming forward. I went, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'm, I just, I'm sick of this. It's taking too long. And so then I right. walked around the corner, and there was paradise. It was so beautiful that uh, I said, oh, my God. I said it out loud, and it woke me mm-hmm. up. But it was glistening, beautiful by the ocean. It was a whole lake with mountains, and everything was shining. It was absolutely beautiful. Well, you know, I, I think what that dream meant was when he was trying to tell you, come on, come on, come on, and it was taking a long time, I think what that might have meant in my, in my mind is that we all expect spiritual development or paradise or wherever you're trying to lead into, you want everything to be fast. But uh, if you take the time and the effort and you develop, everything will come, uh, come much smoother. Every, nothing in this world, nothing you ever do is going to be a flash. And you might have been impatient to get where you wanted to go. And when you finally got there, it was like, thank you. And that's realistically how life is. You know, you, in, in order to get there, you've got to struggle and strive and push and whatever. But one day you'll reach that, and it'll be like nothing ever existed that you were just meant to be there at that moment. So true, so true. That's, I was in the, in the dream, I was so tired. You know, oh, yeah. and uh, it was, it's just the, the way you put that was beautiful because I, I feel like we have to continue to strive. Absolutely. There's more to I do. Believe. There's more to oh, do absolutely. every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, living on this earth it can be a blessing if you make it a blessing. If you make it hell, it'll be hell. And I think that anybody in this world can change uh, from the negative to the positive, though. Uh, life it was never intended to be easy. And, you know, some people don't have the strength to carry on. They try to give up and they try to quit. But um, you have to be thick-skinned and you have to kind of um, understand the significance of what life is about and go with it. Don't go against it. Yeah. Go with it and move forward. Yeah, if you go against it, you get that splinters and that hurts. Oh, yeah. Oh, try to go absolutely. with the flow. But once oh, yeah, in a while, you, you do have... go and want to go. You just, I don't know. I don't know if you pitch a fit once in a while, but I go through a time where, oh, God, I fight everything and everybody, and then at the end I surrender, but I don't know why I go through a time. <laughs> I want to well, find uh, yeah, it, it's one of those Man. You don't understand. You don't, a lot of time you don't even understand why you do the things that you do or why yes. the thing. You know, it's like, you know, um, I know someone that, you know, uh, in the way along in the past, you know, their, their whole lives are generated around helping others and helping others, and then they don't feel that they're getting uh, any kind of reciprocation toward that. But I realize one thing, though, that the deeds that you're doing is, is a good deed, but sometimes you have to take that time for yourself and thank yourself and treat yourself, though, and, and, and that way you'll feel at peace and not feel used, but just the thought that knowing that you're doing good for others is very good karma. Sure is, and that's uh-huh. That is what I live for, so it, it's, I guess I just get tired once in a while. But now that oh, yeah. I already went through that uh, period mm-hmm. of anger and getting over it, now I'm back on the happy track again, so that's cool. Oh, well, you, but, know, um, you know, I have a friend, he was a dear friend of mine. He was my teacher when I was in elementary school, and I'm still friends with him this today. And he's a beautiful human being, and he lives in, um, uh, he lives in, uh, uh, in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. His name is Mr. Appleby. And he yeah. told me every day, every day when you wake up in the morning, say two words, and that is thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's all you have to say is thank you. Very thank good. you for another day. Thank you for letting me see another day. Thank you, you know, that I may aspire to do better or help others, and thank you for me being able to live in this body and be healthy, and thank you for everything. Yes, and nothing is more beautiful than gratitude. One of my... Uh, clients gave me this angel and she's holding up a little sign that says gratitude because she was so grateful and uh, I went, you know, great gratitude is a beautiful thing and we just have to remember that gratitude will lift us up whether we're angry or down or Yeah, and you know, life can be challenging but I think that yeah. uh, you have to just you know, it's, it's a, we're constantly being tested and, and sometimes we we want to aspire to be better and we get, you know, but it, it's hard, you know, but I think we have to be mindful of everything that we do. If we can, if we can think, think, excuse me, think a couple seconds uh-huh. before we do something. What's that? I just left. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, it's a tongue twister. If you can think a few seconds before you do something that's not right, though, 
you're saving yourself a, 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 a large amount of, 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 of problems, you know, if you just got to just think a little ahead of things. Like, if I do this, what are the reciprocations of this, you know? That's the thing. It's, life is well, a trip, man. Well, we have to grow in wisdom. This is, it is oh, a yeah. trip. And, uh, you know, we just have to grow in wisdom and that I, I realize day to day just how stupid and childish some things are, you know. Then you, then you can drop it and move on to the next thing, you know, and... Um, I really just I was reading, uh, doing a little research and reading about all your movies and the things that you're putting into it, and then you have new stuff coming out and music, mm-hmm. and you're an artist, and so you, it seems like you got the gift. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I try to be as modest as possible about certain things. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. I, I I'm also well, for, for, I mean, I'm doing the films, and I'm also doing the Elvis Presley tribute artist stuff here in Las Vegas. And I have a uh, Pink Cadillac tour company here, and um, I'm supposed to be working on this uh, on, uh, this uh, new uh, documentary, feature-length documentary about rock and roll and rockabilly culture. I'm working on uh-huh. that and, and some other stuff, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself busy, you know, with with different things. And in fact, they're starting to shoot the uh, project uh, in a couple of weeks, but that's pretty much all I can say at this time. I don't want to be, oh, uh, you know. <laughs> you know I, I don't thought want to say I was too much. There. Well, let's oh, talk that? about your 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 last your last project. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about uh, your movie Fifty One. Oh, Fifty One, uh, yeah. You know, um, well, what, what I did was this is um, a couple of years ago. Um, I had come up with this idea to kind of uh, do this project about Area Fifty One. I know that Area Fifty One has been has been done and done and done, and it's just like it's overkill and. But I, I just kind of wanted to just kind of do something that I felt that I wanted to do, and it doesn't matter if it was done over and over again. So I, I, uh, I had met up with a buddy of mine, uh, Gil Perez, and we came up with this idea to do this project about these students that are investigating about uh, UFO and the subcultures in Area 51. And we, we went out there and we, we, we got an investor, uh, his name is uh, David Bees, and he was kind enough to lend us, uh, not lend us, but give us the finance that we needed to, to do the project. And we went out there, and we shot in Las Vegas, and we went on the radio, and we, we, we spent an uh, overnight in Area 51 in the middle of the night, and it was freezing cold, and we saw UFOs, and uh, we shot in a cave, and we did all kinds of stuff. And it was so much fun to film it. Uh, the big challenge was to find the right person to do the editing and do this and that. And eventually I had to go in and do the editing. But I, this would have not been possible without the support of uh, my friend Gil and, and everybody involved in the project and everything. And I got, of course, Daisy De La Hoya, who had her own reality show on, it was called Daisy Love, and she had a show with Brett Michaels called Rock of Love on VH1. Yeah. And uh, Daisy, yeah, yeah, Daisy, she's the one with the tattoos and the blonde hair. So she was in that, and uh, so we we, uh, we we decided to pitch it as a as a pilot, and it, it is up, and everybody's asking where is it because it's not mentioned on the uh, on the YouTube uh, site, which is the trailer, which has oh my god, it almost has a million hits already on it, and that's kind of kind of interesting, and so now uh, it is available there. You just have to type in fifty one, no wait, project fifty one. And I think you got to put my name in there, Giovanni Stico, and then you can see the the pilot uh, of the film. Well, when did you realize that you, your calling was filmmaking? When when it said it just wasn't because uh, it is a calling because uh, you'd have to really suffer to do films. It's just a grueling work, and uh, it takes a lot, you know. And when did you realize this is this is your thing? Well, I don't know, you, you know, uh, uh, this whole uh, entertainment uh, industry and, and filmmaking and music and all that stuff, it's kind of a, a, a hereditary thing that has been basically passed down from my father to me to now my children and everything else. And as far as filmmaking was concerned, I just I, I just wanted to give it a shot. I had never been to film school, and, and you know, a, a lot of people helped me writing scripts and stuff, but I just felt I wanted to tell my side of the story because, like, I'm so, I was so tired of of other people's success, and, and it seems like Hollywood is always projecting certain types of subject matters in a negative form, and I just said, you know, I need to do something that's a little bit different. Not that I, I wasn't recreating the wheel, but I wanted to do something a little bit different, and, you know, nobody's going to like what you do 100%. They may, be, they may critique you and stuff, and, 
I just uh, there was about five years ago. I just said I want to I want to get my shot at filmmaking, and I I just went out there and did it. Well, I think it's it's great. And uh, well, what did you have to personally overcome, let's say, to to uh, get this going? And I don't know. You have a lot of courage that I admire. So you just got yeah, out there and. Well, uh, I think what it is is that you have to be, you got to be open-minded about the business that you're in, and you have to be, you have to be, have no fear, and you just have to do what you, you know, you know, you have to, you got to be true to your heart. When you're film, when you're doing filmmaking, yes, of course, there's industry standards as far as what is the protocol for filmmaking, though. But ultimately, you do what you want to do, and you, you stick uh, by your heart, and you do what you want to do. And if it does, you know, and if you see that there's that 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 you're not bearing the fruits, then you kind of have to reevaluate the way you do things in filmmaking and try to fix those things. And, and it doesn't hurt to have people's opinions and, and have people get involved in your projects. And, and I, I never give up. I'm, I'm a strong person, and, 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 I, and, and I move forward. But the reality is, is that, you know, uh, sometimes things work fast for people and they make it fast, and sometimes people, it takes some time to, to make it in this industry, though. And, I have, I'm still at the very, I'm still not quite there yet, but, you know, if I'm meant to do that, then I'll continue to filmmaking, you know. That's right. That's right, Absolutely. and it uh, gives a lot of people there following you uh, encouragement to keep going and just follow oh, yeah. vision and keep going. And plus, uh, I have a feeling about that uh, you must love the collaboration of working with the actors and everybody else—that's uh, you know—it's a beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was know, a big challenge, you know. I mean, like I said, with um, you know, the last the last project though, we had an idea and stuff. We, it was unscripted. We just said, okay, we're going to put you in this position here, and we want you just to just do what you want to do, do what you want to do, what you would do naturally, and and uh, it was it was definitely uh, a, a bit of a challenge to do it that way. But I tell you. Um, like I said, you know, it was a small project, but if without the help of a family and friends and 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 and, and you know people involved, uh, this would have never been the, it would have never been possible. I'm not going to take all the credit for something because, like I said, my friend Gil was there from the beginning to the end, and without him and and other people, this would not have been possible at all. Never, never, never. When you climb up the ladder of success, never step on the people that try to get you there. I tell people that because I... Well, some people uh, don't get it. Well, they don't get it, but I tell, you know, because I'm a forensic counselor. I work with uh, federal prisoners, and I'm their counselor, and it's just, I'm a substance abuse counselor. But anyway, I tell them, you know, you know, we're actually in transition now. We're going back in the community. But watch how you treat people, you know, during this time because you're going to see them on the go-around. You know, so oh, yeah. you know what the other saying is like, like you know, um, how you treat people. It's almost like a a karmic thing. Like you, know, you keep on hurting people, and it may not come yeah. back to you right away, but it will come back to you. And don't ever for once think like, oh, why all of a sudden am I having bad luck? Well, reevaluate your actions because you are a right. representation of your. You are who you are because of your actions. You know, true, true, true. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean. You know, our lives are already written, and we have to move through life as our destiny wills. But at the same time, you know, you have to try to be the best human being you can possibly be, and people will constantly test you to make you uh, to make you a bad person. But uh, I always felt that, you know, to excel over that is not to stoop to that level, but to say, you know, I, I, I you know, I accept your, you know, your feelings, but you know, God bless you, and that's it. And you move on. Right. Because you know, because so you, you don't, you're not going to get to the level you want to get if you keep on going to the level of other people that are not spiritually enlightened. That's right, and it's, there is a time to move on and away from uh, haters, is what I've been calling them. You know what I mean? Just like right. hater vision, but sometimes I call it hater vision. So it kind of worked within my group so that I, that sometimes uh, they'll see me as a, uh, which I'm not at all. Uh, let's say, the voice of BOP, Bureau of Prisons, which I'm not at all, and uh, they make it mixed up, and that's when I say, okay, stop the hater vision and just act right, you know, but it goes really great, you know, because I have a bunch of bunch of people, and I, I really care about them a lot. We're having a good time, despite the... Well, I know what you're doing, well, you know, 
you are contributing yeah. uh, in your in, in, you're contributing in, in within your own what you're doing. The Dalai Lama once said that it's such a blessing for you to to basically give of yourself to help other people. Though it doesn't matter what job it is, or whatever. If you're servicing and helping people, though, that is a wonderful karmic thing to do for others, and you will be blessed, and that's exactly what Dalai Lama had said. Yes, and I believe it because I, the pub- I am very blessed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You will, continue to, you, will be, you will continue to be blessed if you do the right thing, and, and it's all about putting something out into the universe that is good. If you put negative stuff out to the universe, negativity will come back to you, so you've got to stay on that path. And every day, just help, be selfless, help others, help others, you know, be compassionate and kind. And the Buddhist way of life is to be compassionate and love everyone, and though it may be challenging and hard to accept certain situations, though, you have to realize, though, that everything is temporary and impermanent, that you will pass over this, though, and the best thing to do is just to kind of lead a very uh, calm and collective and, and compassionate lifestyle. Right. Thank you very much. And um, well, now we have some a couple questions in chat. It says, uh, uh, I want to see the visitors. And um, she said that she was looking at the uh, 51 trailer, and she thinks that it's going to be an excellent movie. And uh, then she wanted to know about Area, uh, area 51, and, and is it true? She wants to know about the story that it was based on if Area 51 is true? Well, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, there's a lot of different uh, theories about Area 51 that they said that Area 51 out there in Rachel, Nevada is not really the location of, of the real Area 51, that it's somewhere else. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, if, if it's not a, uh, if it doesn't exist, then why is there so much hush-hush and why is there so much security and and all those other things about it, though? But uh, we, we'll never know. I mean, there are other places besides Area 51. You've got Dugway and you've got, you know, you've got the place in Australia. There's a lot of, it's supposedly supposed to be, you know, a lot of weird things going on. Even supposed to be, there's supposed to be extraterrestrial life underneath Hoover Dam in, in Elton Boulder City, so I believe that Area 51 exists, and we'll never really know, you know, we can only go by Bob Lazar's theory, that's all we can really go by, and the unfortunate thing about Bob Lazar is that uh, his, what he told the public, where he, it cannot be endorsed, but I believe, in, I believe that Bob Lazar was telling the truth. Well, where is Bob Lazar? Bob Lazar, he was living here when he was working on the project, but now he lives right. in Michigan. He lives in Michigan. He owns some kind of a some kind of a novelty shop or some kind of a, something like that in in Michigan. Okay, so he just kind of dropped recently, out. Yeah, in fact, recently he was here. He went to the atomic testing site, or it's a it's a museum in Las Vegas, and they they have a, a museum. I don't know how valid is, but it's called the Area 51 Project or something, and you can see all this stuff about Area 51, and then the other side's about the atomic stuff and the, all that stuff that was going on in the 50s and the bomb shelters and all that other stuff, and they have a little museum in there, and it's really interesting. I didn't do the Area 51 thing, but I did the other thing. That was before they had the uh, Area 51 thing over there in, uh, at the, uh, at the, at the uh, museum over there. Right. So um, I was thinking also of the the way you're choosing where you film and things like that. Have you uh, chosen to film, like, let's say, there are certain um, windows or vortexes or high-energy points? Have you ever tried to film at any of those locations? Uh, No, I I haven't, but I was... No, I, I haven't. I, I will say one thing, though, that, uh, you know, when I was filming the visitors, when we were shooting at night, we did see two UFOs. But as far as high, uh, the vortex stuff is concerned, uh, I, was in, I was in a location, but I didn't do any filming, and that was in uh, Sedona. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and, you know, I, we're, out, we're all out there and stuff, and, uh, and at night we saw these two UFOs way in the sky. They weren't like regular aircraft because it was quiet, and they were way above, like up in the stars, and they were chasing after each other, and it was absolutely amazing. And everybody in Sedona 
has seen UFOs because it's a it's a vortex area. It's a high energy area, and they have one there. They have one in Stonehenge, and especially I think they said one of the highest levels of UFO sightings is in England or is it Scotland? So yeah, but uh, and I, the, the, but they say the highest level of the vortex uh, is in uh, the Hudson County in New York, where there's tons oh of UFO God. sightings. Up in New well, York. you know, I was a, my mother was born in Poughkeepsie, you know, right along the Hudson, and uh, oh, exactly I spent some teenage years when I was there was a kid in the uh, uh, early 60s, and because uh, I got here in 65, but I was born in Boston, and mm-hmm. uh, the Hudson area had such a, a impact on me, and I just remember a couple of strange things happening, but... Uh, I basically remember in the woods how beautiful and the Hudson and everything. It's just uh, then I find out years later I lived right where all the stuff was happening. And when oh yeah, my but the, that me, area is, is a hot spot for UFOs. All around the Hudson area. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on over there. A lot of stuff. Well, just think about the whole story with uh, Whitley and the communion and uh, Whitley Strieber for, for listeners. And uh, that whole area in the Hudson, all that, and I grew up over there and had a, a very uh, beautiful childhood, but I spent most of it in the woods. I mean, what was happening wow, at home was bad. Wow. I spent time in the woods where a couple odd things happened, but one time I thought it was a bat or, you know what I mean, and things would happen, but I didn't really have conscious awareness in, in my teens. It was more of my childhood and then my adulthood. Well, I have, to, I, I have to say one thing, though. For, for some weird reason, that when we're children, we're very innocent and we're pure. And those are the times when we experience the most unusual things. And even I, I, I saw a few things when I was a kid. I don't know if it was real or not, but when you're a kid, though, you're, you're innocent. You're, you're a baby. You're pure. You have no malice. You have nothing. And, and a lot of children see these things. And um, it, these things kind of go away a little bit maybe for some people when they get older, though. But I wouldn't be surprised if you saw those things and they were real. Yeah, because I would, I was, uh, I would spend. If I could have lived in the woods, I would have done it. But uh, I would have been gotten in trouble. But I was, uh, I would go out there like a little Indian and go out there and be so quiet and go spend, you know, from morning till night until just dusk, and I get home real fast. But um, I would go deep, deep in the woods and see things that would literally startle me, like. Oh, you never know what yeah. you're going to see there. Uh, what kind of. Doctor. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you know another place that that I that, that, that my friend Dennis uh, he had mentioned that there's tons and tons of UFO sightings in a, in a, in a town called Coeur Idaho. And he says he, in the summertime he sees tons of stuff going up there, way up in the sky, and it's just like they're everywhere now. And there's there's millions of sightings all over the place. And you got to understand something though: we are definitely not alone. We are just of many. There's many, many, many planets and galaxies out there, and to think that we are the only ones out there uh, is, is it, that is not realistic at all. Not at all. Well, it's not even logical because why? The way I tell people that tell me, well, this doesn't exist. I said, well, we exist, aren't we, on a spinning planet out in the universe? And oh, absolutely. We exist, and we have many forms oh, yeah. and the variety. Well, on the problem is, too, is that we're so influenced by. People telling us what is real and not is real and what to believe and what not to believe in. But you know what? You, you have to be true to what you think. And, and whatever you think in your mind, is, is, especially with those type of situations or scenarios, though, if you believe in those and you feel very, uh, if, if, if it gives you a sense of contentment and, and you're interested in those and if it helps you in your life, though, then, then, then by all means go ahead because it is the space out there and way beyond it, the infinite space, there's so much stuff out there going on, you know, and just like the possibilities are just like, it's like, will we ever get to see those in this lifetime? Who knows? But I want to go back to one thing you were mentioning before about some of your dreams you had. And I think that some of those yeah. dreams that you might have been having might have been astral projectional dreams, that you were really there, that it wasn't a dream. People are so, I know, it's just strange that you would say that because, Every time it happens, I feel like I'm one step over there, and it started happening. Uh, I had, had a, always a very firm belief in God. Even when I was a little kid, I had some miracles happen as a child. 
And then uh, growing up, I think I started having near-death experiences like at 24 during my sleep and ever since then. And uh, I have gone into the garden and gone and see heaven and uh, stuff like that over and over. And uh, you always think, you know, oh, that will be nice to look forward to in the future. But then again, a couple weeks ago, I was back there again and um, I think what it does is it helps me when I do get tired. Because I'm getting older now, you know. I'm going to be able to retire in like four years. I didn't know how I got this old, but I did. And because uh, I have a lot of I know. Just life. yesterday you were like 22. I, I feel And then that all of a sudden way. you're here. You know, yes. you know, I realized one thing, though, that you've got to keep your mind sharp, you know. Keep your mind sharp. Yeah. And, and I, I think the radio like is I think that radio is, is such a wonderful thing because uh, people love listening to these types of things, and you know. And I think what you're doing is another. You're doing another good service to the communities. You're 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 having these wonderful shows, and you're, you're enabling people to learn, and, and it's, it's a very good thing. And if you want to continue to do it, by all means, do it. It's a wonderful thing you're doing. Thank you, and thank you for your encouragement because I oh, yeah. think that's what those little glimpses are. They encourage me. To keep going because it does get tiring when you think, "Oh my God, another ten years, another ten years," and like, "Oh my I God, I know." And it's like, how long is this going to go on? But I know, uh, you know, I realized yeah. something though. You know, we were talking about the service in the community and helping people, and yeah. even doing it in work and radio. I realize, you know, a lot of people say, like, you know, I help so many people in my life and I do so many wonderful things, but I'm never really blessed. But you know, they say that. Oh. When it's your time to go, and you're ready to go, and you're ready to leave this planet and go in the spirit world, that's where all the you reap all the benefits of what you did up there, because yeah. that's all about you up there. You're right, because the labor is here. That's the truth. The labor's yeah. here, and the paradise, uh, the fruits of the labor, is in the other spirit worlds. That's right, and uh, that's mm-hmm. what we all have to look forward to, and it's no, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, no. Oh, absolutely, though. And, and I have to say that, you know, um, I realize something, though, and maybe you feel the same way or other people, listeners or whatever, but as you get older, though, you start to realize and accept that, you know, accept the fact that, you know, death is among all of us, and, and you realize, you know, what I've been focusing on before, is it really is it really important, or should I focus my attention on things that really matter? Uh, you know, and, and I've come to the point in my life now where, like, I wake up sometimes and I think, I think to myself, you know, am I, cha- uh, sh- uh, am I chasing after something that is, is, is non-fruitless? And maybe I should start doing something a little more fruitful. And, and you start to ab- abandon all those ideas of things that are pointless. And I think from this point on, though, because you never know when you're going to, it's your time to go. And I think every day should be a day to say, you know, I'm going to do something right. I'm going to do something good. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something to improve myself and to change someone else's life yes it's so important because that's your legacy you leave behind and that's what uh in my heart appears to be uh, one of my main drives is also leaving a positive legacy and uh absolutely okay doesn't matter so how large have- or small it is yeah it doesn't matter how large or small the deed is a deed is a deed you know, and, and listen, nobody's perfect. We're not perfect, and there may be people that think that we're not as inclined as we are, but, you know, you know, if we, if we think about what other people think, you know, I mean, you'll never develop thinking like, oh, my God, this person doesn't like me, whatever. All you can do is make yourself happy and try to do the best you can and be the best person you can because, you know what, I mean, you don't want to leave a legacy behind saying, oh, my God, that guy was such an idiot. He never did anything for anybody. He was selfish. But yeah, to leave a yeah. uh, legacy behind uh, of, of doing something good, that's that's the best way. Yeah, that's, that's important. And we have another question. Um, yes. It said the kids uh, portrayed in the movie, were they really missing at Area 51? Was it really oh, no, missing people? No. <laughs> oh. no, they weren't missing. No, I was... Uh, we kind of left the story at a, at a kind of a... Uh, uh, kind of a um, makes you wonder what 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 happened. But no, it was all it was all fictionalized. But you know, you got to understand something though that we don't know what happened to them. Were they abducted, or uh, did something happen to them, whatever? But you know, these these scenarios of, of people that do this research and go out there and study, and and sometimes they're visited by some type of extraterrestrial being. I mean, anything is possible when you're out there. Though. But you know, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not reinventing the wheel, but. 
but I, I try to do my best to try to tell my story, and yeah, it was all fictional, yeah. So, uh, do you believe in like serendipity and then uh, synchronicity, and do you love it as much as I do? I may not know the, 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 the whole uh, definition of, of, of synchronicity and all that uh, serendipity or whatever you were mentioning before, but uh, I, I, I believe in that. I, I believe in that. Oh. You know, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of. I have a very good imagination, and I'm sure that you do. And I have yeah. what is known as. I don't know if it's something really anything to brag about or I have kind of a melancholy kind of personality where I really I get really deep into when I thought of something if I could look at something I may go way beyond it's like that movie uh, uh, with Ben Stiller uh, Walter Mitty or something you know when I get into something sometimes people say oh where are you are you with me I have a very good imagination you know and, yeah. I, and I believe anything is possible you know yeah, I do too, and uh, I think there are a lot of things that coincide together. Is uh, it's uh, it's it's just uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that things happen for a reason, and then when you really? recognize it, it's sort of a bliss when you start recognizing, oh, this happened because this happened because that happened. It's like a cause and effect scenario. Yeah. You know, a cause and effect. You know, I mean, and and you know, you, you don't realize something until something happens. Like, oh my God, uh, that's the reason why. You know, you have to accept it for that reason. You know. Yeah. Cool. You know, okay, and, now and, and we and have. Uh, go ahead. Say what you want to say, please. Oh, no, I was just gonna. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say. Go ahead. Finish well, there's another question. Uh, okay. No, I was just saying that, like, uh, is that nothing happens by accident? Everything is destined to happen, and everything. And um, you know, uh, and sometimes people are fortunate to have uh, these uh, premonitions, or they or they have a deja vu scenarios. Like, oh, now only now do I realize that this is what that meant, you know? And and that's the thing. Or sometimes you think uh, you have a dream about somebody talking to you. I'm sure you had it before, right? Somebody's talking in a dream, yeah. and then you yeah. wait for you, and then the next thing you know, you get a phone call from them. Something. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, you know. Even right in front of people, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you know, I don't, think, I, I don't think most people understand that how powerful how powerful our bodies are. We are so powerful in our minds and our soul and our body. We are very powerful, you know. We are very. This is, we're lucky to have this body, and we were given this body for a reason to 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 be able to explore all these things because you won't really have a physical body anymore. Uh, to do these things so when you have a physical body you really have to take advantage of all the wondrous things that you can do with it you know and explore yes and um, okay I'm going to give you a question Uh, the comment was uh, that the person was talking about the men in black uh, visiting people after people were going sleeping around Area 51 and things like that and uh, do you what do you think about the men in black did they exist, or? Well, um, I know there was a Have book written about it, and I know there was a movie made about it, and um, I think I think they exist. I, I think that there's so much things in this world that are unexplainable, and I think that uh, they do exist. I think that it, I've, I, I've never seen them. I know that Dan Aykroyd saw them. Uh, yeah. He talked about it in Unplugged with Dan Aykroyd. He talked about he saw them in Manhattan. One one second you see these guys in, in dressed in the in the in that apparel, and you turn around two seconds later they're gone. So do they exist? Uh, I believe they do. Um, you know, nothing, uh, anything is possible. You know, you have to keep an open mind about these things. I believe that there's a lot of things in this world that are unexplainable. Nothing right. is cut and dry. Yeah. Nothing is cut and dry. Yeah. No. And plus, once you think you know something, you just forget about it, and you just don't even know what you knew. I thought I was right. so smart last week. This week, I, I don't know. know and you know, what, let me tell you something. You know, you know the problem with people, though. A lot of people, though. I'm not condemning people. I'm just saying, like, people think that life is about going to a job, working, making money, going to a club, this, that, this, that. I got to make money to buy a new car. That is really not what life is about. It's really not. And because they're so close-minded, though, their minds are open to the possibilities of, you know, all these other things happening because they're so, um, they're, they're such mindset, you know. And, and once you start to let your mind be free and less attached, and then you start to see things in a different perspective, you know. Things change. 
Yes, this attachment is a, is a problem because uh, if you hang on to that old way, you're not really letting yourself grow or learn the new thing. And I do, I, since I'm, I'm old school, I'm Greek Orthodox, you know, some kind of old school, but right. I have had to uh, let go of certain things that I was attached to just so I could be open to learn because people will instill fear in you. So, you know, I just because you have a gift, people will call you, let's say, a witch and just scare you for your whole life, you know? Right. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. That's why... I, I, honestly think that, I honestly think that you're doing, you're doing good. You sound like a very um, a, a smart person. You sound very compassionate, and you sound like someone okay. that uh, is trying to live a good, uh, good, clean life and is trying to do the right thing, okay. and, and, I, and I definitely commend you on that, you know? Gosh, thank you very much. Um, well, wow. We all, I, mean, I, I, I just want to say, I don't to think I'm not trying we're to dominate trying. the conversation, but uh, I have to say, though, that, um, you know, um, like I said, life is a gift, and, and, and why waste it on, on things that don't matter and do the right thing in what you're doing? I commend anybody that is trying to, to, to you know, everybody's a follower. You have to be a leader. You know, and, and and if you're yes. different, that's wonderful because then you're identified as being someone that's different. And, you know, being different isn't a bad thing. It's just that you don't oh, want to be yeah. like other people, though. And, you know, what? Uh, everybody says, uh, you know, everybody thinks that you should follow a certain path and this is the way the things need to be structured. But, you know, this is your life. You do what you want to do as long as you don't hurt people and you do the right thing and you feel what you're doing is right. Be happy with yourself. Nobody has the right to judge you. You know. You know. It's between you and 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 and, and God. Wow, it's really you're, you're telling the absolute truth because it's between you and your higher power. In that absolutely, truth. don't worry about what other people think. Yes, that's, I know it's so hard. Uh, you know, if you want to, yeah, if you want to It's easier. Mm-hmm. It's easier. I have to say for a man, because for a woman, and if you have one step back in the tradition, one foot's back there, it's very hard to let go of opinion. But what's happened to me just even doing this show, I stuck my neck way out, and I have a real phobia for uh, being in front of people or being looked at or being all, you know, all that weird widow sticking to public I kind of used to be the same way, and I'm still kind of shy and stuff like that, but I realized something, no, it doesn't matter, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter what these people think, because they are like us, they're no better than we are, um, you know, the only person that we can honestly, that will not judge us, is the higher being above us, and you know what, that's the, that's the, that's the relationship that you should have with, you don't have to worry about what other people think, let them think they want, because they're on earth, they've been dropped down on earth too, to see if, and God is testing and saying, you know, let's see what you guys can do. But our, our, our world, our society is not based off of what we, what we think is important. All these irrelevant things that are happening. Our, our life is a gift, yeah. so it's between you and God and not other people. They're here to be tested too, and nobody has the right to dictate what this world is about and everything. It's, you, you dictate your own life and your own thing, and you have your relationship with God and, and whoever you would believe in, and, and that's what matters, because he'll never judge you. Thank you so much. You spoke to my heart. Thank you so much. I really need that. I have been struggling with a couple of things, so you spoke right to me, and I heard it, so it's it's awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You know, I have to say one thing, that when you're a teenager, it's hard. I don't think anybody has that kind of knowledge. These are things you have to learn later in life. But when, you're, when I was a teenager growing up in the 80s, oh, you had to be cool, you know. Everybody was in the – I grew up in Southern California. Everybody wanted to be cool and be a surfer, and they wanted to – you know, they were all cool. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like a, a, kind of a different kind of a cat, and I was like a James Dean loner guy. And mm-hmm. I, I always mm-hmm. wanted to be like everybody else. But I realized later in life that I'm glad I, I wasn't uh, a follower and that, you know, you have to That's be an individual. Right. You know, and I think that yeah. you come by by it well, and I, I'm sure it was encouraged, and you just developed into a you know, fine person, a fine man, and I just want to acknowledge that. Cause I, I can also hear in you that uh, little spark and that gift uh, that comes straight from your higher power, and that's what it's all about, really. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely, uh, a lot of what I know is not because of, uh, a lot of it is my own, seeking and my own, uh, you know, uh, spiritual development, but I've had people involved in my life that have helped me, including my wife, and 
and my family, and, and it would give me the support and stuff. But, you know, and also a lot of it, too, is just sitting down sometimes in complete silence and stillness and, and uh, trying to take in and, uh, and, and do some self-realization and look inside myself and say, okay, this is what you have to do to change yourself and stuff. It's all about uh, inner seeking, you know? It's about inner seeking. Then uh, develop every day, and, uh, you know, sometimes there's a couple steps forward and one back, but we have to keep this pursuing and, and oh, keep yeah. going and then, and then also at the same time get comfort from just enjoying life yeah, and, you have to learn to love yourself and let the little thing you know I, I don't know who it was I'm not sure if it was my father that said that he said to me uh, he said once he said to me don't look at the bad things about yourself or the negative things he says if you want to keep yourself motivated and happy, look about all the good things that, you, that, that, that are good about yourself. And those things that, 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 that are good about yourself should be the things that make you feel happy, that people basically like you and, and, you, you know, and all those little things. So uh, all the little things that are good about you, you should really, you know, those are things that you should dwell on to make you feel happy. That's right. That's that meditation, too, is on the positive. It's just oh, not yeah, meditating with a yeah. blank mind. It's actually meditating on a good, good and healthy and safe spot and positive affirmation. It, it can be like worse. That. I mean, you know, I'm blessed to have, you know, oh, yeah. I'm blessed to have what I have. And, you know, and, of course, I, I always, you know, I always wonder what it would be like to have more. But, you know, I, I just accept what I have. And, 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 and this is my destiny. And, and if things get better, they get better. But, you know, I, I, I have to be content with what I have. And there's some, you know, I, I, I speak for everybody. If, if people out there are upset and sad and depressed, you know, there is help out there where they can get help. And, and you know, uh, to, to talk about even, you know, just because you have money doesn't mean you're going to be happy. I mean, a perfect example is you look at somebody like Elvis or, or, or even Robin Williams. People say, well, Robin Williams, he committed suicide. But think about the good things that the man did. He yeah, helped people. He made people laugh. He did a lot of wonderful things and stuff. Yeah, he had his own personal demons, though. But you know, let's not dwell on 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 the death. Let's let's celebrate his life. Oh, for sure. And why don't you let's celebrate all the wonderful things that he did, or Elvis did, or anybody? You know, um, all of them, and we do. And uh, we have just a couple minutes left, so why don't you tell us your, about your next project and what you're doing and. Uh, how people can contact you if you want to contact you. Well, I'm always, I'm always trying to do something. It's just a matter of just, know. you know, finding the right people that believe yeah. in the ideas to say, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to help you out financially. Now, like I said, I got this, uh, this little project, this uh, rock and roll thingy, uh, and, um, uh, you know, and my dad's involved in it. And, of course, I'm trying to do this other uh, project with my, uh, with my uncle. Um, it, it's not really about anything spiritual but it's more like a uh, dark uh, comedy horror kind of a thing and uh and it's called the, the high note of death and you know there are other things that i'm trying to do but um uh i, I think that the most uh, relevant thing that i that i'm involved in now is this rock and roll uh, uh thingy because I, I think that you know music has changed drastically though and i think that it's it, you know people need to know that the roots of all kinds of music oh, came yeah. from one thing so we have to we have to educate people to say this is where it came from and 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 this thing I'm doing about the rock and roll or the rockabilly and the rock and roll thing is is to show you know and there's a huge subculture for rockabilly you know and Elvis was a huge impact but oh yeah I mean but rockabilly started you know it, it, I think it evolved from you know from country and it evolved from you know. Uh, from country music and gospel and stuff, and Elvis really made it big. But you know, of course, there were people that uh, may have not have gotten as much attention. You know, that there was Muddy Waters and there was, uh, you know, all these other people involved. But I think that we, we just want to educate uh, the, the youth that is not into that to show, hey, this is where this is where it all came from. You know, if you look at music like Led Zeppelin. All Led Zeppelin's music was basically uh, uh, was uh, rhythm blues or or, or 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 you know rhythm blues sped up to 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 hard rock. Yes, well, I want to thank you so much for being on, and oh, yeah, uh, we really appreciate you. Please come back on again, and uh, it was lovely having you here for our two hundredth episode. And uh, God uh, bless you, and you and, and your family. Thank you so much, and bye, Giovanni. God bless you, and, and good night. to talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.
Bye-bye. So everybody, just want to say that it was just awesome having Giovanni on tonight. And this Friday, I have to tell you, Steve Allen of the Stevensville Lights is on January, is on this Friday. And it's, what happened was there was a huge sighting on January 8, 2008 in Stevensville. And this thing was, I guess, described as big as a football field. Anyway, Stephen Allen is coming on our show on Friday, so be there, be square. And uh, lots of love to you and yours, and God bless you all. And it's been really an amazing night. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.